y'all. I hope all, everyone's doing great today on this fine, lovely day. Um, I just got back from the Terra Nova event in uh, Mayaca City, Florida. And it was such a cool event. I've never been there before. And the venue is absolutely stunning. They just put up brand new permanent stabling barns. And my oh my, they are gorgeous. Like, if you ever are able to go down to Florida and check that out, definitely do so. The barns are just amazing. And then they have super good arenas. And then they have a super cool pavilion to watch all the show jumping and dressage as well. And so... I think it was super cool to experience and I'm super glad it went so well. Breezy was an absolute star. Um, We had lots of improvements in all three phases, so that was really good. And now we're gearing up for our next event, which is super exciting. So today I was like, oh, what should we talk about next? So I was like, oh, maybe let's talk about my horse Breezy or Redemption Song and how I got her and everything that we've done to get to where we are today. So without further ado, let's get started. So let's start from the beginning. So when I first found Breezy, I was actually on my phone and I was scrolling through Facebook and I was like looking, I had just friended this new group um, that Amy Polis had that she goes and helps people on the track sell their horses. So she's like kind of like a broker in that sense. So she posts horses on Facebook, puts the ad on there, their price and everything, and then sells them sight unseen. And so generally speaking, most of her horses were selling like within like a few hours. Like I'm not like being, like I'm not lying. Like there were like some really, really nice ones and she would sell them within like 20 30 minutes like it was it was just crazy so i was scrolling through facebook and i saw this cute little four-year-old up the track thoroughbred bay mare and i was like oh my gosh like i looked at her pictures i looked at her trot and canter videos and or just her trot video and i was like oh my gosh this horse is like look her build her attitude everything about her i just loved her and it was like basically like love at first sight and so I like, hey mom, come look at this horse that I found. And she's like, oh no, Jordan, oh no. It's a mare, it's a thoroughbred. All those thoroughbreds do is just break your hearts. Because she had one that was going really good and then they found out I had neck arthritis. So then she had to get rid of him because she didn't want to have something happen while she was riding him, which I get. But then I was like, you know, like, you don't have to buy it. I'll buy it. Like, I have shown sheep at the Forage Fair quite a few years now. So, I had, like, been saving up a bunch of money. And so, she was $1,800. So, $1,800. So, I was like, okay, mom. If she's, she was like, no, sorry. My mom was like, if she's still on there tomorrow, I guess then we can contact Amy and see if we could go and see her. Because we're not buying her without seeing her and seeing her in person. So... The next day, she was still on there. So I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I gotta text her. I gotta text her real quick. So I texted her up and I was like, hey, Amy, is there any way, like, I'm really interested in this horse redemption song. Is there any way we could come down and see her before we buy her? And she's like, you know, I don't normally do that, but I guess we'll, we can do that. That sounds like it's an okay plan. So 
that weekend, we ended up going down to the Indiana Grand Racetrack, which is in Shelbyville, Indiana, I believe. And funny story, we stayed at a hotel like 15 minutes away from the track. And I don't think I've ever stayed in a more sketchier hotel ever. It was like real sketch. Like we went in there and our bed was there. And then there was like nothing else, like no paint on the wall. I think the carpet was like really old and then you were walking down the hallway and there wasn't carpet and it was like they were redoing it all but they were still letting us stay in the room while they were redoing it and fixing it up so it was just real sketchy and then the shower it was like it was gonna fall through the floor so it was sketchy so we had the horse trailer and we were like we might just stay in the horse trailer but we sucked it up because it wasn't like a super cool area so we just thought like if we're in the hotel it might be a little bit safer so we stayed in the hotel so the next day we woke up and we drove down to the track and we went to see breezy and i walk into the barn and I, it was literally love at first sight i walk right up to her and i put my, and i like go to pet her and she just literally falls asleep in my hands and it was just like oh my gosh like I can't walk away from this. Like, I gotta have this horse. And so, while we're there, like, we're walking down the aisle and, like, all the horses are pinning their ears at us. They're trying to, like, kick you and bite you while you're walking by. And then you walk by Breezy and she just, like, puts her ears forward and just, like, wants me to hug her. And I was like, and I look at my mom, you know, like, mom, we need this. We need this horse. And she's like, oh, no. And later on, like, today, she's like, yeah, I don't know how I was supposed to say no to you, Jordan. Like, what am I, how am I supposed to say no when the horse is falling asleep and it's like love at first sight and it's just like meant to be. So carrying on later that day, we met up with the owners and we exchanged money. So I bought Breezy myself. So this is my first horse that I've ever owned on my own. So I bought her for $1,800, which is pretty cool. And so that is how I bought her. And then leading in to how I started getting her trained and everything. Um, when we first got her, we just kind of let her run around the arena just to kind of see how she was and how she moved and everything. And something that was really weird, like when you first get a horse off the track, they don't really necessarily know how to canter. They know how to gallop, but they don't really know how to canter. So like when we first let her go loose in the arena, she didn't really know what to do. And she was kind of like bunny hopping or like... You know how, like, a deer goes, like, with all fours? They literally just, like, jump. It was kind of like that. It was just really funny. But later on, she figured out how to after, like, we started lunging her and everything. But that was kind of funny. Um, my second ride I had on her, I actually ended up riding her bareback in shorts and a t-shirt and tennis shoes. And she was, like, completely fine. She's, like super chill super laid back we are i call her grandma breezy because she literally is like so lazy and so relaxed it's great especially for me as my first like off the track retraining it was really good so we started i started ramping up like starting getting her into work and doing her taking her over jumps and doing some dressage movements and everything so that fall i ended up doing a beginner novice derby at our local event and she was awesome and she was like loving it like she loved the cross country she loved the dressage you know she didn't love it that much but she was like okay I get this I'll do this so that I can go run and jump 
So then that winter, she actually ended up uh, breaking her splint bone in her front leg. So she had to have a bunch of time off for that to let it heal and let the bone heal. So then she was able to carry on. So then that next year, we kind of just took it slow. You know, I didn't want to have any injuries happen again. So we just kept schooling her and then ended up showing her a little bit, but didn't do too much because I didn't want to risk an injury or anything. So the following year after that, so two years after her, we got her, um, I, we started showing more and then I started doing 4-H, sorry, retract. The first year I had her, I actually ended up taking her to 4-H fair and she went to 4-H fair every single year until it was my last year 4-H fair and the 4-H fair was kind of fun because we did Western, we did English, we did raining, we did gaming, and she was just like an all-around champ, and like, I could do anything with her, and she was great. So I think that kind of helped her become such a well-rounded horse, and be able to be so chill and not be so uptight like some of the event horses that can be today, because they just love their job so much. But another cool thing is like, you have cows, sheep, pigs, and llamas, and she could care less. Like, she was completely chill about all that, so that was kind of um, I also have done quite a few uh, pony club rallies with her, both show jumping and dressage. So that was kind of cool, and she was really good. Um, fast forward, we ended up doing novice training and prelim shows. Um, so the end of her six-year-old year, I had bought her as a four-year-old. So the end of her six-year-old year, we moved up to the intermediate level. And at her first intermediate, that was also my first intermediate, and it was also kind of cool because I wasn't just showing her, I was also showing my other mare, Roxy, at the time. So my first intermediate, I showed two horses at their first intermediate, so that was kind of cool. And I think I got second and third or something like that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was really exciting, and they were both amazing horses to do that on. Um, so yeah. So then the next year, since she had been being so good and everything, um, we continued, we started out um, with a prelim in the beginning of the season, and then I ended up doing um, some two stars, um, two star shorts that year, and then some more intermediates just to get her really going. And then that winter, um, the winter of 2020, I went, took her down to Ocala, Florida when I was a working student we did a bunch more intermediates and started gearing up for our first three star. And so that's kind of when COVID hit and everything shut down. So we had a lot of time to train at home and everything. So I went to my first three star in the beginning of July and it did not go so hot. The dressage went really well and the show jumping went really well, but I ended up falling off on cross country. So after that, I kind of took a step back and I was like, okay, like what happened? You know, I need to have a little more control on her and be able to have like all our ducks in a row to be able to move up and be able to do this better. So I ended up um, dropping her back down to the two-star level and we ran Great Meadow International that, that August and she was really good. It was like, okay, we took the step back that we needed. We worked on the things that we needed to. We got her more confident. And it was a huge, like, thanks to my mom who really helped us get our confidence back, as well as my trainer, Robin, Robin Walker. And he was really great. 
And then after competing at Great Meadows, I bumped her back up to Intermediate and we ran at Otter Creek, which is in Wisconsin, so it's not very far from us. And it was really exciting because she ended up winning that and she hasn't really won much with her, with a, we have not won very much. So that was kind of like really cool. It's like, oh, my hard work's really paying off. Like that step back really is what she needed. So, and then after we went to Otter Creek, we decided it, we needed to go see a vet and just get like a vet check done on her because she had been kind of moving a little short every once in a while on her right hind. And we knew she had like a bone spur on her hawk, but we've injected the hawks and she was doing good, like really, really good. So we were like, okay, let's just go get another opinion because we can see if that's what's bugging her. Like maybe we need to stop showing her or what we need to do about this. So we went and saw Dr. Van Wessem and he ended up ultrasounding her SI ligament which is um, on the top of her dock. And so he ended up finding that she had um, adhesions where her SI ligament was adhering to the bone, which was ad also adhering to the skin. So it was super duper tight. So like she wasn't able to at the time like tuck her butt and be able to push off her hind end and have like a proper lengthening. So it was becoming a real big problem in our dressage. Like she was jumping and cantering great and everything else. Just in the dressage, you could see it a little bit more. So after that, we decided to go do some rehab with her. So that entailed doing, she had to be in like stall rest basically, but she doesn't stay, she wasn't going to be very good in a stall for two months. So we ended up making a little, 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 very small little paddock for her, which was basically like a shed and like two stall areas pretty much so that she could be able to move around, but be able to be outside and everything. So she had to be in that location for two months. And then we had to, I had to do, um, long and low stretchy walking work on the road as well as in the arena to really stretch that ligament out and break up the scar tissue so then as the scar tissue broke it could reheal correctly so it was a very long process so it was like a lot of waiting a lot of pushing back your goals and everything and it was like oh my gosh like this sucks like we were planning on doing our our successful first three star that fall but it was like okay like she needs this so it's okay so she didn't really have any lengthens or anything so after re so sorry this all started in December so she began her rehab in December and then we went down to Aiken so I finished her rehab while we were in Aiken and um after completing the rehab um in May we went and did our first training then we did another training in June and she actually ended up winning the second training event so that was super exciting and then we uh I bumped her back up to prelim um I think it was in August yeah August and she was super good we got third um then after that we went and ran at the AECs and the preliminary championships since she had been qualified for that and she got seventh 
and she actually got her Buster Slash score at the preliminary level, which was a 30.7, which was super, super exciting because it was really showing me that her rehab that we did all winter that took so much time to do was really worth it and really paying off. So that was really exciting. So after we did the prelim championships, that was like the end of August. So then we ran intermediate at Jumpstart in September or beginning of October. I think it's the end of September at the time. And then I ended up running my first three star with her, the first official three star with a completion at Haggard that fall in October. And she was just absolutely amazing. It was super exciting. We finished it and she was super good. So after that, I had to go through all my cancer treatments. So she kind of got to have a pretty chill winter. And so I wasn't able to ride her that much. Like I hop on her every once in a while, but it just wasn't like how I was and had been training. So I had some lesson kids rider for me and they absolutely loved her. She was super good. So that was kind of fun. So then I got to kind of watch her be ridden because I haven't watched people really ride my horse before. And then right before I got really, really sick in February, the beginning of February, um, my really good friend, Kristen Rosecki, who was on the last podcast. So make sure you check that out. But uh, Kristen had taken, had graciously taken me under her wing and took Breezy in and kept her going during that time for me while I was completely out because I wasn't having time to ride her. I wasn't feeling good to ride her. My mom was really busy taking care of all the lesson kids and riding my other horses for me. So Kristen took her in for February and March. And then at the end of March, when I started feeling better, I was able to go check her out and see how she was doing. And she was doing absolutely amazing because of course she would. Come on, Kristen's amazing. And then I picked her up. I actually went schooling while we were down there once and she was super good. She was so excited. She just loves the cross country. Like she gets out there and she's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what's next? What's next? It was really fun. And then... I got her back going. I was feeling good. She was feeling good. So I started getting her conditioned. We ended up running the IP at River Glen at the end of April. And she was just absolutely amazing. We had our best dressage score with a 30.4 in the intermediate level. And she ended up getting second at that event. And then because we had been doing so good, um, we did the three-star short at the Virginia International um at the end of may and she was just absolutely amazing like she had a clear cross country and it was a super tough cross country with lots of tough questions then in july the beginning of july i did my pony club a rating on her and we passed which was super fun and exciting and she was just amazing and then in august i did a three-star short at great meadow international which was another really tough cross country track and she was super good girl, really, really good. And then in September, like the middle of September, we ran the three-star short at Plantation International, and it was a good tough track as well, and she was just absolutely amazing in all three phases. So that was super exciting, and then that kind of takes us into now, and we're just working towards our goal of going to try on this fall, and just working on her getting in shape and everything. And so I think it's really cool to kind of look back and see where we came from. Because when I first got her, you know, I didn't know that we were going to come this far. You know, I had dreams. So I was like, 
always wanted to go to the Olympics and that's always been my dream and everything, but I'm like, I never thought she would be my three-star intermediate horse. Like, maybe she would have gone training and then, like, I don't know. Like, I think it's really cool when you're able to take a step back and really see how far you've come, especially with your horses. And, um, yeah, so I hope you guys learned something and I thought, hope you had fun listening to me and learning about me and my horse Breezy and Breezy's journey here. If you guys want to keep up with what's going on in my life, you can definitely feel free to follow my Instagram at JLR underscore eventing. My Facebook page is Jordan Risky Eventing and my TikTok is JLR underscore eventing and that has my most up-to-date information and everything if you want to keep up with me and I hope I get to talk to you guys soon and I hope you guys have a God-blessed day. Thank you!